Welcome back to the Senior Care Transitions Podcast, the next chapter. I'm your host, Dan Topkin, president of Home Health Options Group and Caregivers for Less, serving Northern Virginia's home care needs for over 20 years. This is episode number 31, Aging Life Care Management. Today's special guest is Marie Woodard, Aging Life Care Manager and former president of the Aging Life Care Association Mid-Atlantic Chapter. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. First off, what is an aging life care manager or a care manager, as many of us know? Aging life care managers are health care professionals or human service professionals who act as a guide or an advocate for our clients. So we are social workers, nurses, gerontology degrees. We are certified and experienced in the field of gerontology. What we do for our clients is we do assessments. We look at the whole picture. It's a holistic assessment. Are you in the right housing? What's your choice of housing? Do you have the legal documents that you need? Do you have an advanced directive? Do you have power of attorneys? Do you have a living will? And we will refer to elder law attorneys Mm -hmm. if you don't have that. Um, We act as an advocate for you. We advocate for you in the home, the community, in a hospital setting. We are there to make sure you get the best services, the best quality of your life. We do education to the family. We do a lot of crisis interventions. We get a lot of calls when people are in crisis, families are in crisis, and ask what to do. We also get calls when the families are in conflict about what decision. Half the family says, do this, the other half says that. So we do a lot of conflict resolution too. So it sure sounds like you have a lot of different roles that that you fill, you know, in in with the family, Mm -hmm. helping them make the decisions. Uh, Do you want to go into a little more detail on certain roles that you, you do play? One of the roles that we do a lot is to go into the home and look at the whole environment. Look at all the, not only the environment, your cooking skills, are you able to live alone, and show families or the client themselves what are your options as you age. Would it be aging in place? Would another moving to a retirement community work better for you? Do you really need assisted living? Or would you need a private caregiver to come into the home? How can we assist you to make the best choice for you and to put the resources in there for that choice? So you're really the ringmaster trying to tie everything together, you know, look, looking at the safety. Okay, I'm sure safety is a, a very oh, yes. big safety key, is big. especially yes. when you first go into a home, uh, because many have never experienced this before. And what your home was, say, 20, 30 years ago when you bought it, is that going to be safe for you now? So that's one of the the roles that you do play in in, in the assessments. And it really helps for families to have an outside party come in. You know, to have somebody who's a professional come in 
not knowing if this is the first time you've ever visited this person, not knowing anything about them, and just saying, these are the things I point out. These are, you know, could it be scatter rugs, fall risk? Could it be the stairs? There's too many stairs. Could it just be that you're not cooking? So we really ask, how are you eating? What are you cooking? Mm-hmm. How are you getting your groceries? How are you getting to your doctor's appointments? It's the whole environment that we're looking at. So it, it goes well beyond just the, the health care. Yes. Of a, it, it's all-encompassing of life. Do you do anything about financials and, and potential financial planning for, for the families? Yes, we do. We look at the finances. We make sure that you're getting all of the benefits you should be getting. You know, whether that would be VA benefits, Social Security, making sure that you have every benefit that's allowable to you. And then also um, financially, that comes into very much into your choices. Are you able to move to a retirement community, having a home health aid come in, what your finances look like? Now, you've even had the, the questions of, uh, should I stay here in my home? Mm-hmm. What, and, and, and often it's, well, what is the best? You know, what is the best decision for my family? Is it going to be staying here in the home or going to a facility? Talk to me about some of the aspects that, that might play into one of those decisions. So oftentimes you have seniors in our area that are living alone that have their family is very remote if they have families or they're solo agers so they have no one it's just that their support system is maybe a couple friends so so we do look at that and we look would it be best for you to stay here or if would it be better to go live near your family in California mm-hmm. And what's available in California? The one good thing about aging life care managers is that we are nationwide. So you would be able to go onto our website and search the zip code you want to move to in California and find an aging life care manager there. So as an aging life care manager, we could assist in the move. We could help you with finding a real estate agent. We could help you with a moving company. How are you going to get transported? Do you need help on the plane? Whatever the best choice is for you. I think when you go in, a lot of people say, well, I want to stay here. But it's not always the best solution for everybody. Mm-hmm. So we're able to, as an outside, impartial, these are your choices. Yeah. You know, let's look at a spreadsheet. Let's look at what your finances are. Let's look at what the best option for you is. Well, because everyone, everyone's case is different, you know, and you have a lot of different variables mm-hmm. as to what that next move is going to be. Mm-hmm. Are you able or are life care managers able to to assist in, in a company to a physician's appointment? Very good question, because I do a lot of managing of the health care team, making the doctor's appointments for them, mm-hmm. accompanying to the appointments if needed, or getting specialized transportation to the appointments. A lot of times I'm driving them to the appointments myself. I do a lot of pre-work with them, like, let's write the three major questions you want to ask the doctor, Mm -hmm. why are we doing this? When my clients are hospitalized, we go to either go physically to the emergency room, 
or we interface with the emergency room physician by providing them information, support, um, and then when they get admitted to the hospital, we're making hospital visits. We're working with the discharge care managers. We really are there so all of their doctors know who we are. They know who to call. The emergency rooms always very thankful to have a care manager come and kind of, you know, pull all the pieces together. Absolutely. Oh, I even know myself when going to a physician, it's extremely helpful to have an aging life care manager, be able to really sort through and figure it out because otherwise you're not quite sure exactly what happened. You knew you went to the doctor, but you don't remember the the who, what, where, when, why, and how. So that's that's great that, that aging life care managers are able to go and help make sense and then explain that in terms that we can all understand, the layman's terms. It's invaluable. And then to coordinate all your specialists. You have your uh, primary yeah. doctor, and then you have your all the specialists, your cardiologists, your rheumatologists, all of the specialties, to coordinate all that care together. And you, and you keep track of the medications as well, correct? Yes, we do keep track of the medication because I am a nurse. I do fill pillboxes a lot, and we keep track of the side effects. I call the pharmacies for refills. I call the doctor's office. I said I need a new prescription for this so that we are really very much in touch with the doctor's office. Well, excellent, because I, I can tell you that if you go to a number of different specialists, you know, for different... Mm-hmm issues that you may have medications that might counter each other. So when I take someone to the doctors, I'll have a list of the medications and a list of the questions. So here's what our focus is going to be. I allow my client to be independent, to answer their own questions. So sometimes I'm just an observer, but the doctor has the current list and has the list of questions and concerns written down. Let's say someone has some services in place, all right, and and I'm thinking uh, maybe hospice, uh, maybe skilled services, uh, PT, OT, speech therapy, visiting nurse services, um, and even home care. They may have that in place already. You, uh, of course, work with all of those different services, correct? Yes, I interact with each of the different services. I interact with the aides that are in the home. I always have the aides write a notebook so that, and they can call me. Mm-hmm. So the, the aide or the family, they have my cell phone number. They can call me and ask me questions. So I'm always available to them. For the physical therapist, the nurse, the occupational therapist, or hospice, I'm getting reports back and forth. Often... I am the point of contact normally, you mm-hmm. know, and they will call me when their appointment is, when they're going to come. And then if someone doesn't show up on the day, like your hospice nurse doesn't show up, I'm the person who finds out, well, where are you? When are you coming? Well, it's good having that one point of contact to really tie in all of the different levels of communication. Yes. You know, so that, I mean, that, that's invaluable. You had touched on this a little bit earlier. Uh, as to being able to go to a website to find an aging life care manager. Uh, What website is that? So the Aging Life Care Association is an association where we are vetted, we have to be certified. So we feel that the care manager, it's a word that's loosely used. So if you go to the Aging Life Care Association website, You can find someone who we have a code of ethics, we are all certified, we are all have the proper education, 
behind it. And the website is midatlanticalca.org. Okay, midatlanticalca.org. And there is a, a button there, find a care manager. You'll be able to find a, put a zip code in and find a care manager. So if someone's asking you from Colorado, my aunt needs somebody, you can find a care manager in Colorado. Excellent, excellent. So everybody go get that pen and paper if you if you don't have it and, and write that write that down. With all of the experience that you've had, if there is one thing that you can say to families ahead of time, say it to them now, what would that one thing be? I would say to plan ahead. To really to walk through your house and to look at it and say, if I had a broken hip, would I be able to get into my house? If I had a walker, would I be able to get through the doorways? Look at those kind of things. Look at safety things you can do now, like maybe put in grab bars, maybe um, extra railings, because fall prevention is very important. So if you ever ever thinking of an extra railing, put it in or a grab bar and get a professional to come in and install grab bars. Look at pre-planning. We don't know what the next crisis is going to be, but to look at what your resources are, be aware of the retirement communities around you, be aware of the home health agencies around you, the hospices, and think, who would I use if I was in this position? You know, so that you have some pre-planning, Think about if you would go to the hospital, what documents you would need, especially if there's multiple people in the home. Oftentimes, I'll like have a notebook, and in that notebook, it will have medications. It will have advanced directives. It will have names of all of the family members. Think, if, especially if the person's living alone or even if you have somebody with you. If 911 comes, you're all in a panic. Mm-hmm. And if you have a notebook, you can pick up, and here's all of our information that you're going to need, a copy of my insurances in case I forget my wallet. And even if my nephew is visiting and has never visited me before, you can grab that notebook and you have it there. And you could possibly just look at if you wanted to pack a bag or what you would need, kind of have a list of what you would need if you were hospitalized. So all the way around. It sounds like think ahead, think for the future, think for that next chapter, and be prepared for when that happens. Because you never know when it's going to come. No. Uh, you, you don't have a whole lot. You do have some warning signs, of course. Mm-hmm. But when you are in the thick of it, things happen very quickly. There are many different avenues, as we talked about the, the different transitions of care, be it from the hospital to the... Uh, rehab facility to home nursing to home care to everything else that that goes into the transitions of care it happens very fast and you don't have a lot of time to plan once you are into that next next portion it sounds like you're saying think ahead just look around and think oftentimes as a care manager i get called in the crisis and i'm going to the hospital and they go okay in 48 hours i'm going to be discharged They've given me all these choices. What should I do? So I will go and, okay, here's your choices of home care. You're going to need an aid. Just because of your condition, I know you need an aid for 24 hours a day. Um, meals. How are you going to get meals? 
you know, what are your resources for meals? Do you have everything you need in the house? Do you have, you know, medical supplies? I do a lot of that. I'm ordering people all their medical supplies, ordering their food sometimes, ordering their belts and their pants and everything. everything. <laughs> I end up doing everything. So um, I've been on the floor installing somebody's computers when they come home. Well, so they can be very difficult, you know, absolutely. But in a crisis, you're, you are bombarded with things. Mm-hmm. So the more knowledge you have beforehand, then you can say, okay, um, a lot of times like call Marie, I need an aging life care manager or call my neighbor because they know somebody who can help me. So look at that support system of who you have and have the numbers, could it be your friends, could be your neighbor, could be a relative, but pre-plan as much as you can. And if you can't pre-plan and you find yourself in the situation, do you recommend going right to the ALCA website, you yes. know, to, to find someone and, and start that right away? Start that right away. I mean, last, well, this week, the other day, you know, I'm, I'm in a hospital because somebody's in that situation and they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So I write them a list. Here's who you're going to call. Here's, your, here's how you get your wheelchair transportation home. Here's how you're going to get to all your doctor's appointments. Here's wheelchair transportation. Here's a chef service that will come in and cook meals for you. You know, these are the things you're going to need and, you know, what medical supplies you're going to need. If it's wound care, we're on, we're on the web ordering things. Well, because this isn't the first, this isn't the first time that you've done this. No. So, you know, so, <laughs> so, and I'm sure that you've heard many times, oh, I didn't even think of that. Mm, yes. Is that something that you would do, you know, going out not necessarily in crisis mode, but help the pre-planning with someone. Absolutely. I have some clients who either don't have family nearby, are single, they don't want to involve friends in healthcare, and they just want a care manager so that when the day comes when they need a care manager, they will have a care manager. So I see them every couple months. They keep in touch, and they just know that if they end up in the hospital or they end up in need, they can call me. Are there any um, specific forms or documentation that somebody should do ahead of time? Advanced directives, have everything ready. I think that a lot of people feel like having a living will, and they say no life-saving you know, measures or no tube feedings. But you really need, when the emergency ambulance comes in, if, if you don't want chest compressions, you need to have a do not resuscitate, and your doctors can get there. Because everything happens very quickly. Mm-hmm. But you need to definitely have your will. I can, I can tell you I've met people who are in their mid-80s with no wills and no advanced directives, no power of attorneys, no planning done, whatever. And take the time to really think about who you want to be your representative. I've seen people even go as far as to plan their funerals. Pick everything out so that I know it's going to be the way I want it to be. Mm -hmm. Let me ask um, the question that's probably on everyone's mind. What are the costs of these types of services and how are those paid for? Our services are all private pay. And we charge by the hour, and it's different across the country what we charge. So what I will do, because 
you know, just be cost conscious where I will come in, I'll make the plans, but then I will get like a home health aid to accompany to the doctor with my list of questions, or I will get other means of transportation. We are very cost conscious of mm-hmm. that. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure that that helped answer, you know, a lot of the questions on everyone's mind. Thank you. Thank oh, you for absolutely. having me. Thank absolutely. you very much. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Marie, for coming in today. Okay. Thank you.